as I was counting down, I could feel the mucus Ew. on the back of my throat. I was telling Kim, every time we record, Kim, like, she's like, do I sound nasally? And I was like, no, honestly, I don't notice it until you point it out. But then once we started FaceTiming, I was like, are you sick? And you're like, no, it's just the usual yeah, because I actually Googled it because I was like, why do I sound like this every single time? And it's because I'm sipping on coffee, which dehydrates you, which is why I'm creating this like excess mucus. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, Lucy was talking about. Yeah, you continue. Oh, no, no. I was about to say, in addition to all your other vices, that's why you sound nasally. <laughs> um, but no, we were talking about, I don't know how I remember this, but I was like, remember back in the day when we wanted to be K-pop stars and to improve our voices, we try to drink raw eggs. But I personally don't remember drinking it, but you did. Yeah, you know what? Um, if you hadn't reminded me of that, I totally would have just completely blocked it out of my memory. But once you said we drank raw eggs, I'm like, I totally remember doing that because I remember looking up like salmonella, the effects <laughs> of salmonella in case we got it from the raw egg. I don't even know what, the, no, I think because we read that K-pop stars yes. consumed raw eggs to help their voice. And we were willing to do anything to become a K-pop star. Oh, and I remember there was this like bike path along um, our high school or middle school. And we thought that if we walked on the bike path more often, we would get scouted. Given that we live, <laughs> like 12 year we live in a random town in New Jersey, there were definitely no K-pop scouts <laughs> there. But yeah, how's your week been? I've been good. I told you about my mini success with Medium because I announced in an earlier episode that I started writing again. And so I've been receiving such nice comments from people that I follow on Medium, people calling my writing beautiful. That's very helpful. And it's just made me so inspired to keep writing. So I'm working on a new piece today, Mm -hmm. which is going to be quite juicy. So that's what I've been working on. Yes. Now, sometimes it's like, sure, it's boosting your ego when someone compliments you but it also like brings out positive income (laughs) incomes positive outcomes because it like pushes you to write more you know this sort of positive self-validation yeah like in my writing at least the two pieces that I wrote already I write about like self-development a lot and I talk about not needing external validation but of course it's always nice to have (laughs) Just to just to feel like, oh, I'm reaching someone with this, you know? Yeah. I was being really hard on myself today. So yeah, so we got our grade for our second quiz back. And we didn't get like the average of the class, but historically it was like in the low 80s. Um, and I got a 98. And I couldn't even appreciate that high score because I was overthinking about like, other things about my future and I'm just like Lucy what are you doing what are you doing to yourself and then I texted Kim about it and she's just like well you should re-listen to our overcoming overthinking episode <laughs> and I actually listened to like plug that in <laughs> I listened to it um, um 10 minutes of it and I sat there I was this was recorded back in December so it was like a couple months ago but I I sat there listening to myself I was like this seems like such a different person which is really weird because I think nowadays it's just like I'm overthinking about different things. Maybe that's why. 
I remember when you texted me about your grade and you said, oh yeah, the class average was 97. And I'm like, girl, you're still above average and you have a 98. Yeah, but that's one point. One, yeah, that's 1%. <laughs> but why do you feel the need to have to be better than everyone? Like, or, or like, is it a matter of competition or do you feel like yourself, like you want to get that 100 just for yourself or is this for someone else? Um, because I want to do better than other people in the class, which is okay. So this is very ironic because I am, I am a team player and like, I have been helping, like we have a little group chat with some of us and like, I love helping them. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, I want to do better than everyone else. I don't expect to be number one. Um, if I was, yeah, that would be amazing. But I want to be in the top somewhere, you know? Um, because I think like during interviews, some people will be like, show me the top two thirds of your class. Some people ask that. Mm. And so sure, the grades are only a portion, um, of what's important to land a job. Um, so I kind of just, you know, I'm just being hard on myself. Oh yeah. You were saying how you were overthinking the interviews that you'd be having in but July? Yeah, in July. It's not even June yet. <laughs> May just began. I think it's just like, I, I want everything to be perfect. Perfection is not realistic, Lucy. I know. You know not, that. I know. You know, I think this is a good segue into our, our topic for today, actually, which is all about success. Yes. And so actually, let, let's start with you then. How no. would you... Define success in this case. Because it seems like your ideals are are f- towards, like, perfection. Yeah, so uh, my idea of succeeding in this program, learning as much as I can with what's provided. Because um, they're going to give you, like, a lot of opportunities to learn. And you're not going to have all these opportunities in your lifetime. And, you know, just trying to take it day by day learn as much as I can and, you know, use what I learned to, for the interviews. And that's the most I can ask for, right? Outside of the program, how would you define success and how has it changed from when you were younger, for instance? Um, so this is kind of similar to our last episode called, what was it? Under Pressure where we kind of talked about like societal pressures we get from people around us. And I think our definition of success comes from that. And so growing up, I saw success as, you know, obtaining wealth, um, obtaining this high status in society. And with that, it's like, you know, when you're ingrained with the idea of going pre-med, you're like, this is what I need or what I want to do, and this is the lifestyle that I want. And that's how I saw success. Money equals success. That's how I saw it. And then I think, I don't know exactly when it changed, but once you start seeing people that have this sort of wealth and how it kind of ruins their lives, you start to realize like those two things don't equal each other. And I think I'm still trying to um, create my own definition of success um, based on 
what makes me happy. I feel like that changes every year, like what I want and what would make me happy. Oh, I have so many questions. But I, I had a lot of things I was going to divert towards um, of like having the mindset of wanting more. So, for example, what I was going to say is like, oh, doing well, this, this program will make me happy, which will lead to me, you know, feeling like I succeeded. But then after the program, what else is there? You know, what's the next thing? Yeah, so that leads me to so many questions, but I think the main thing is, so would you say happiness is the ultimate goal? And like, do you feel as though by chasing happiness, that is the mm-hmm. only way to feel successful for you? Yes, because even even the term happiness, it's so broad because happiness can include so many goals, you know, like happiness could include you helping others, you know? Yeah, I feel like I would redefine it more as honoring yourself and respecting your feelings. Because success for me back then, I would say I was operating under this lack of mindset, like the scarcity mentality of where success for me at that point was to make and create all these gains you know like I was missing certain things in my life like I needed a degree I needed a career I needed marriage I needed a house children all this like all these external factors I felt like was what made up success but you know since graduating and going through like different jobs and everything and realizing that none of those external factors was what was making me happy and the only thing that could lead me towards any type of satisfaction or contentment within my own life is by just taking it day by day and really honoring what I feel Mm. you know I like that because I always have a problem with focusing on the present but I think if you view the present as like like you said taking it day by day and being able to like achieve success a day at a time I think that would help, you know, slow down time a little bit more. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, we need to scale down this definition of success. Mm. Because if we're expecting all these grandiose things, like, you know, some people might not even achieve that, right? And so I feel like success for me could even be like, oh, I told myself that I was going to work out three times this week and I did it. That's success. So I feel like even just Mm -hmm. the feeling of being courageous, that's also successful. I always see those memes where, you know, everyone has like a list of goals and they're always, you know, grandiose or whatever, but it could be as simple as getting out of bed. That could be a goal you have because that is hard for some people just getting out of bed. Yes. Like people with like depression and stuff like that is like a hurdle for them. So this idea of scaling things down. Maybe we could continue with that idea. Yeah, because I feel like if we all have this one idea of what success is, that's really not feasible for every single person. So like, therefore, success has to be defined individually. So I guess, which mm-hmm. is like really why we're talking about this in this episode. Like, what do we both think success is? Um, because it's mm-hmm. okay to have different versions or ideas of what success is. Because we really do have to adjust towards our own circumstances. I guess I think about the 
bigger scheme of things in life too much and not enough on the smaller things because it's like oh I'll get a nice job but then what's next you know um and I'm not appreciating the smaller things like oh like like you said like today I had an amazing workout and I couldn't even appreciate that because I was thinking, you know, too far into the future about other miscellaneous things that aren't even important now. Um, Yeah, but that's success. You're successful, Lucy. You succeeded today. And I think that's something people don't hear enough. I'm glad we're doing this episode because it's just like, oh, maybe I should start. Oh, no. You know how people, um, when they journal, they write down things like they appreciate and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I should write down... What did you succeed today, Lucy? Yes, yes. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> also, FYI, today's my first day of my period. <laughs> so maybe that's why I am so <laughs> down on myself. It feels like comparing yeah, comparing success with other people, it's just another way to be in competition with others. And mm-hmm. it's like, why, why should... I feel like I have to one up another person, you know, like if they're happy doing what they're Mm -hmm. doing, why can't we just let them be happy and do what they're doing? Like, why do we have to internalize that and think, oh, I'm a failure because I don't have the same success that they do. But in actuality, Mm -hmm. my version of success could be like so different. You know, we're doing we're on two different paths. Yeah, I think it's just the sense of power they get knowing that quote-unquote they're doing better than you yeah i feel like it's mainly an issue when we see other people's success and then believe that we're failures which yeah also goes back to that whole lack of mindset yeah and even with the people you're comparing yourself to it's such a small group and i think it's like good to like tell yourself that you're not gonna be the best in anything you know you just need to learn how to be happy with where you're at um and what you're achieving yeah there's this one quote from ali wong's book dear girls a book that she wrote to give life advice to her daughters and she was talking about how difficult it was to begin writing her book but she said Mm -hmm. that once she got over the idea of her not being a genius it was so much easier to write it Like, why do we have to hold ourselves to such high standards? The other day I had this thought of maybe I just I should post on my new Instagram that, you know, we've been doing this podcast because like, why not? But then a part of it is also like, I don't want to be that person. Mm, Like shameless self-promotion. Yeah, I don't want to make it seem like that. But the the reason why I had that idea was trying to get over the fact that, you know, I want this to be perfect before we tell people. That's exactly what I feel because I do have a public Instagram, but I hardly ever promote what I'm working on because mm-hmm. I also don't like the idea of showing other people that I am a work in progress, you know, like whatever I'm working on might not be perfect in everyone's eyes and Mm -hmm. yeah like honestly that judgment does hold me back but let's let's unpack this a bit more so would you say it's sort of like like, that's what mm -hmm. 
a fear of fear of failure. I feel like that's not it because I think we're both very proud of what we've created. So in that mm-hmm. case, why are we both afraid to put ourselves out there even more? Oh, maybe it's also because we're very vulnerable in these episodes. And you know, I'm That's right. Like, I did I'm, cry in one episode. Oh yeah, you cried. <laughs> Um, and like a lot of these things, like I'm not scared of telling people, like if you ask me, I'll tell you, but I'm also the type of person that I'm not just going to tell these things randomly if you don't ask. So I think it's also like, I think there's certain people, like for example, on Instagram, there's certain people on there where I prefer to tell them this information in person rather than them just listening to it. And also, like, I like knowing how much someone knows about me, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's sort of like... I think it's that. (laughs) It's definitely sort of like that gaze where other people will know more about you than you do about them, which... But then when it comes to strangers, I don't care. Like, I would love for strangers to listen to this podcast. Yeah, because it's like... The people we'd be promoting this to on our personal accounts would be people we've gone to school with, we've had, we've worked with, and they have an entirely different view of us from the interactions mm, we've mm-hmm. had before, right? And like on podcasts, we are both very vulnerable. We're authentically ourselves, and in a way, it's like I don't know if everyone deserves to see that. <laughs> deserves. But at the same time, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. But it's like at the same time. If we are truly authentically ourselves, why are we afraid to let other people in to see that? I feel because like this is totally skewing from yeah from the our, definition. our topic of success. We'll find a way to well, reel it back in, be, but let's let's could, continue with this thought. Yeah, I was, uh, this could relate because it could be a smaller success that we have after we promote it more on our social media. Or perhaps this is a roadblock. This is impeding us from further success because we, in fact, are holding ourselves back. But what is success? More more viewers? More listeners? Is that success, though? You know, I would say we're quite successful already because we keep up with weekly episodes for the most part. You know, perhaps our numbers don't reflect the, Mm. the work we put in necessarily, but... I feel like as long as people are listening and they find that our experiences are helpful, that's success to me. You know, people can relate. Mm -hmm. I feel successful in the message I put out into the world and with you. And so that's why we don't necessarily need to promote it on our social media. Because it's not necessarily... (laughs) I feel feel like we're trying to twist this in a way to (laughs) make how we feel better. I know. (laughs) Well, actually... I told some of my friends at work, my previous job, that I had a podcast and stuff and like I showed them it, but I never really sent them the link for them to listen to, but also they weren't interested enough to listen to it anyways because they don't usually listen to podcasts. So I was okay with that. But like in terms of like friends that I had made during college and before college or just during college mostly, I don't tell them. Yeah, even if you tell them, it's really up to them if they want to listen to or not, you know? Like, with the followers we have on our Instagram, I doubt 
every single person listens to every single episode you know yeah highly doubt that and when i do get a text from someone saying like hey good job here i'm like whoa you listen, you listen to me to mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like that it's shocking it's a nice surprise I think once when I move and I meet new people, I think I would be okay telling them about this. Mm. We'll see. You know, in a way, I feel like it's actually really good that we are not basing our definition of success about our podcast off of numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if that's the case, I feel like we would have crashed and burned a long time ago and lost our motivation. But yes, <laughs> we do this because we enjoy doing it. <laughs> yeah. Or it might have pushed us to do more. Never know. But I am, I'm happy. We've had this conversation before, like what we're doing, like I'm, I'm satisfied, you know, one day, eventually down the line, I do want to promote it more, but until then, Lucy is happy. Yeah. Cause we can always say that we can be doing more Mm -hmm. if we wanted to, but right now this feels right for us. Yeah. Success is being able to record every week. Ooh, okay, let's let's go off of this then. So back to scaling down our definition of success. What other successes would you say or examples of successes? Okay, so an example for me, I've brought up a few times, multiple times actually, through earlier episodes about how much of a people pleaser I've been throughout most of my life. And so I feel like I'm successful now because I stand up for myself and because I do talk back to people and because I'm slowly becoming less afraid of confrontation. And I think that is very successful of me. (laughs) Yes, I I'm actually very proud of you for this change that has been happening. And it's not something I thought about before, because I think for us, like, we talk so much over, you know, FaceTime and not enough in person. So I don't really get to see you and how you like you act in public with other people. So when you told me like you're not really the confrontational type, it wasn't something I thought about because I didn't know mm. that part of you. But knowing how you were before and how you're now, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Um, I did think of, after you said it, a big success, actually, I've had um, after moving here is actually being happy alone. Yes. Um, That's huge. Major. Yeah. And I, and we, yeah, I don't know why, like, it didn't, um, I didn't think about it when we talked about success, but I, because I think it's just like, I'm so used to it now. In several episodes, like, we talked about how, especially when I was in Pittsburgh, like, it was lonely for me. Um, And, you know, I would fill that loneliness with interactions with other people and stuff like that. And then now when I'm in Florida, it's like, I'm mostly by myself. You know, like, some on most weekend nights, I stay in and watch Netflix. And I am 100% content. Like, I'm laying there, and I'm just like, wow, Lucy, this is nice. (laughs) But I'm also excited, you know, to meet new people when I go to Boston. Um, And that's not too far. Um, That's, like, in a little less than six weeks. Um, But no, like, even if I'm, like, physically alone, like, I still have friends that I talk to. 
through text or like phone calls and stuff. Um, but that is already a big improvement for me for how I was before. I am so proud of your growth. Yay. I know. Kim knows. I feel like that's something like I, I, I feel like everyone struggles with loneliness. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like I was burdening other people before by constantly reaching out. You know, I didn't have my own groove and I depended on other people to sort of fill this void mm-hmm. in me as well. But yeah, like as we've mentioned, like so many times we're thriving by ourselves during this yeah. entire quarantine pandemic. We've really like grown more into ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I've just been so appreciative of having this time to myself too um because i know it's only temporary do you still have any milestones you feel like you need to reach to consider yourself successful because we've brought up societal pressures of like marriage college Mm -hmm. and all that so do Um, you still hold on to any of that yes and no so um yes right now my next goal is you know landing a job after this program And as many times I've said that, like, I eventually want to get married and have kids, it's not something I think about right now. Even if I was in a relationship, I don't think it's... I I think I'm just, like, at that point in my life where I'm not close to wanting those goals yet. So that's why I don't think about it. Oh, um, another milestone would be... We talked about this, too. um, Going on a vacation by myself. (laughs) Because that just means, like, so many things, you know. You're happy being by yourself, you know, being able to do something to having the funds to afford this vacation by yourself. And, yeah, what about you? That's definitely next level, I feel. I 100% agree with you. I consider that milestone a success for me, too, when I get to the point of doing that. Uh, I was going to ask... Uh, the thing about like marriage and children, would you consider yourself a failure then if you didn't have those things a decade from now or like never at all or in, in general? So what would you then define failure as? I don't know if I have a definition for that, because if you think about it, if you think that you failed in something, doesn't that mean you regret not doing something? This failure is, is failure and regret connected in your opinion. Is failure and regret connected? Well, let me ask you something. What do you think you failed at in life so far? Do you think you failed? Yeah, so I, I'd consider failure as the opposition of what I define success as. So not being authentic. So, you know, going against your gut, falling into peer pressure, things that dishonor you, things that disrespect you for example like i wouldn't consider a rejection from a job opportunity necessarily a failure Mm -hmm. because that is also the scarcity mindset because you can also reframe it to think okay now i'm opening myself up to better opportunities and so Mm -hmm. that's sort of how i've been trying to rewire my brain to think of failure as something other than these externalities you know um, after you said all those things, I was reminded like failure could be you not upholding the values you have. Yes, I think that would be failure yes. for me. And because you said, you know, not being authentic, I think me not being authentic would be a failure for me. 
I'm loving the direction of this episode. I feel like it's very positive. And I feel like this is how people should start viewing things because we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect all the time or to uphold certain expectations. And these are all expectations that are either from society, from other people. I think it really comes down to everyone individually defining what their version of success is. And that definitely comes from your values, understanding who you are, and just being your most authentic self. Um, And I definitely want to thank Kim for doing this episode because, you know, it really made me realize to, to like downsize my definition of success. And that is something I'm probably going to journal about tomorrow morning. Yeah, we're succeeding every single day. As long as you're working towards yourself, that's successful. And I also want to shout out to Trisha, actually, who inspired this idea behind this episode, because it was through conversation with her. I forget the quote exactly, but she basically redefined success as being courageous or having the courage to do something you were too afraid of doing before. And that really just opened up my eyes. It's like, wow, that's so true. All right. That is a wrap for today's episode on success. You can follow us on Instagram at Lucid in Translation. We also have a YouTube, TikTok, email, all that you can find at Lucid in Translation. Feel free to give us a review, five stars. We'd love to see it and we'd love to hear from you. So catch you guys next time. Thank you so much. Bye.